electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market Moving Insight and Analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Thursday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer. David Faber's back at the New York Stock Exchange. Futures looked steady after yesterday's sell-off, the worst in two months. As Powell's message was confusing to some, certainly drew some criticism from the president. First day of August also brings reminders of seasonal weakness. Europe is mixed. Bank of England holds steady. Tenure holding that two-handle, but ISM is on the way in an hour. Our roadmap begins with the phrase that spooked Wall Street, mid-cycle adjustment. Stocks are set to steady at the open. Plus, Verizon. 5G focus. CEO Hans Vestberg telling me 50% of the U.S. will have access to that new technology by next year, but that doesn't come without challenges. And Beyond Meat is tumbling again in the pre-market. The plant-based meat maker pricing a secondary at six times the IPO price and has some new competition on the way. Stocks are looking to open higher after their worst day in two months. Yesterday, the Fed cuts rates by a quarter point, but the chair dampens expectations for more easing. Despite the sell-off, the major indices still finished July in the green, their sixth positive month in seven, although we're headed into the historically weakest two months of the year, Jim. Well, look, we're making much too much. Everyone's making much too much of this mid-cycle. We're going to forget what that means. Like 10 days, five days from now, we won't be thinking about that. Uh, we think about it today uh, until the market goes up, and then we say forget about it. Look, I, I, he was in a spot. He's in a spot because he, he has a president who can't fire him but would fire him, right, and send him down the elevator. And he, doesn't wanna, he wants to make it so that it's not personal. So he comes up with something that's kind of split the difference mid-cycle uh, because he can't say, look, the main, I would have loved it if he had said, look, what's slow is what the president's done. But can you imagine the food fight? Jay Powell's not a food fighter. Jay Powell is a, a legitimate business person who gets stressed every day and goes to work. And he doesn't think of things like Sleepy Joe. And he doesn't talk about crying Chuck. And he doesn't know about what is the one with Hillary, the jail or whatever. He's like a legitimate businessman. And he can't get in a food fight with, with the president. So he takes this thing. Well, you're echoing. Here's MKM today. He could have articulated that uncertainties continue around trade. Right. Oh, that he chose I, not to do any of that, instead delivering a mixed and confusing message. Well, but he's, what is he going to do? Here's, how he, here's what we wanted. Hey, you know, I really screwed up. I should never raised in December. And by the way, we got a local president, and he's at war with China, and good luck to him. But if he does $320 billion more, we're going to be sunk because the manufacturing economy is slowing. He can't do that. So it comes no, up with mid-cycle adjustment. There's a way to diplomatically say we continue to monitor very closely. Well, he's got to do a change, more change. Trade and where there is certainly going to be a potential impact, as we've already seen, in terms of the willingness of businesses to invest if, in fact, the tensions continue to ratchet up. Wow, David. And just Could, keep it out of mind. If you've been working, are you an advisor of his? Is that where you've been the last couple I've of days? I've never spoken to Mr. Powell in my life. That is very good. That would well, have been David great. could run comms for just about anybody. Yeah, I mean, oh, sleepless he runs it. Uh, but I've got to tell you, that would have been much better. But I do right. think that 
look, the guy doesn't want, he doesn't want to be the story. Now, we've made him the story because we came up with mid-cycle and the futures went down at that moment. Give me a break. If, if he does $320 billion next week, which is possible, Trump, we'll be saying, you know what, pal? Pal saw it. He's a visionary. He came. He saw. He conquered. So, uh, Vici, so let's just at least accept the fact that he's got a president that, that immediately trashed him. I mean, look, think about Jay Powell before he took the job. You know, he's a legitimate guy. Goes to work, comes home, you know, has a cup of coffee in the morning, comes back and have dinner. Now he's got some guy saying, like, you know, we're waiting for a name, right? What is Jay Powell's going to name? Do you name? Dumb as a post pal? Or is that too many syllables? Just post pal? I mean, come on, he's a president making fun of him. Like we were in third grade, and our mom, we come home and our mom hit us with a hairbrush. Gone for, I don't know, almost a year now. I what, mean, the name calling? Just the general tone down. of disfavor from the chief executive well, of the country who just, does not have the power to fire but him, it's, isn't at it, least according to Pat. It's disrespectful, it's rude, you think it, and he picked them. in his head? You, you do. You seem to think Trump's in Powell's head. I, Trump's in everybody's head in this whole country. No one wants I to be called a name. I don't think there's any doubt about that. You want to be called a name? He's got a name now for someone on MSNBC that's so mean that I, like, I don't even want to say it. He's a name caller. I mean, what is, you know, Senator Warren's a senator, right? What does he call her? We all know. Well, I know. That's why I'm saying. He, Jay doesn't want to be that. Jay does not want to be the focus of the story is what I'm saying. Well, he, he's very close to becoming the focus. He, uh, the, the chair certainly has some who are close to the Fed coming to his defense. Right. Listen to Bill Poole this morning on Worldwide Exchange. Oh, jeez. What I think is that it's a big mistake for the Federal Reserve to believe that the one rate cut would satisfy President Trump. Let's be very clear. President Trump knows very little about monetary policy. I doubt that he knows the difference between a reserve ratio and a liquidity ratio. All right. So after Yellen, Greenspan, Dudley, everybody tries to give him some cover. Now they're trying to help him out with the uh, relationship with the POTUS. True. Now, I it just wasn't mentioned in the interview this morning, but at one point someone said they know nothing with reference to Bill Powell. It was me when Bill wanted to tighten 2007, 2008. Bill, I will say this about Bill Poole. Anna, he looks younger than ever. Yeah. Oh, you're being, that's it. You're saying something nice. And you don't have anything I don't, to say. I'm not like our president. I say, it, right. you know what my mom said. Just like your If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it. Now, Trump's dad, I think, clearly said something else. But I, I just, I listened to Bill, and Bill is a very nice man. Uh, Twelve years ago, this coming weekend, I think Saturday's the day, is the uh, anniversary of uh, Jim's rant with Aaron Burnett. We just want to listen to it because it's always good to listen to. Take a listen. He has no idea. Kramer. I have talked to the heads of almost every single one of these firms in the last 72 hours, and he has no idea what it's like out there. None. And Bill Poole has no idea what it's like out there. My people have been in this game for 25 years, and they are losing their jobs, and these firms are going to go out of business, and he's nuts. They're nuts. They know nothing. Kramer. I have not seen it like this since I went five bid for a half a million shares of Citigroup when I got hit in 1990. This is a different kind of market, and the Fed is asleep. Now, you went there because you've been hearing things from your contacts that you didn't think the Fed was hearing. You wouldn't say that about the Fed today, or would you? You know, people thought I liked Bear Stearns. I heard right before I came out there, Bear Stearns was telling me that they're in big trouble. I did not want to be a reason that Bear Stearns would close. You can say whatever you want about what I said about Bear. There's a real funny man that said, legendary TV funny man, who said, 
you know, listen, I said buy bear. I said your money's safe. You didn't. You but didn't. I, did. you I said your money's safe because it's insured. Because it's insured. I, I used to sell to. that insurance. But the issue is, is that David and I both knew that there are a lot of firms that were in trouble. And, you know, you have to at a certain point. Well, we if were I go paying on, attention to the fixed income with all the securitization. Right. That's like obviously. wrong. And that was, you know. Yeah, and you saw yeah. it. And I said bear. I mean, bear was in big trouble Confidence that day. Confidence was starting to. Well, be lost. And did you want to be the guy who, I said that there was going to be a, that there was a run on Washington Mutual. And I got a call from a particular official who said, you know what, that really caused a run in Washington Mutual. I said, no, there is a run in Washington Mutual. You can't say, look, you can't be the story. Palace won't be the story. I don't want to be the story. But the fact is, is that Bill Poole was famous for wanting to tighten right in. And then he made fun of me. We saw the, not the minutes, but the actual transcripts. And I love Bill Poole. Because he came in over here and said very nice things. But the fact is, is that this Fed is a different Fed because of the president. And Bill Poole was dead right in what he said. The president may not be that good. Was it a liquidity ratio? What did he say? Yeah, I would know a liquidity ratio. See, but Poole's, Poole's not worried because he's not anybody that the president's going to come up with a name. He's not, <laughs> I wouldn't be so sure. Right. But, you know, Bill was uh, not really listening to what the fixed income markets were saying. No. You were glued to the fixed income markets because you taught me for, Jim, the equities. Not back then, certainly right. not at all. No, at all. we all, you know, I'm not saying we all knew. I think we're all trying to say that, you know what, things were really bad there. It's not like that now. It's not like no. that now. No. But our president is itching to have a war with this guy that he picked, and he should have kept yelling. The president should have kept, if he wanted ease, he should have kept yelling. We have to move on. We do. I think we should move on to Verizon. I think personally. so, too, because Verizon did report earnings this morning. Yeah, what was that? How were they? following closely. They weren't bad. 5G? They you got 5G bad. stuff? Well, we talked, to, you know, it's funny. I talked to Hans Vestberg uh, on Squawk Box, actually. We did an interview this morning, a live one. We also actually did a few more questions and answers, as we say on tape. Kind of saved a couple of things for our show as well. But as for the quarter, Jim and, and Carl, as you guys know, a decent quarter for the company. Uh, which has done a lot over the last year that Mr. Vestberg has been in the CEO slot. It is, in fact, a year ago exactly that he took over as the company's CEO. Um, they came in sort of either meeting or above in terms of a lot of the expectations when it comes to net additions for postpaid customers. Uh, that is always a key. Service revenue margin always a key. Uh, given wireless, of course, is where this company is at. They're not trying to be a media company, even though they own a couple of media assets. They're not trying to be a cable company, even though they own Fios. They did lose 52,000 video subs. They're a wireless company. It is all about, as Jim said, 5G. Mm -hmm. And interesting, I wasn't here, obviously, for Apple earnings the other day, but I did ask Vestberg as well about demand for... Um, handsets, particularly for Apple, but overall. And he noted their equipment revenue was down. Why? Well, perhaps because people are waiting for those 5G handsets, including when Apple's going to have one on the market. Mm-hmm. Take a listen. You can at least see that uh, in, in our earnings this, uh, this quarter that uh, our equipment uh, revenue came down, meaning that right. people are actually waiting a little bit longer to change out their phones. Uh, so there are probably some wait and see, and I have not really seen. Do you, what do you think that is? Do you think that's this IEP issue, or do you think it's more no, about no, waiting I think for five G? Generally, that, that, that we have these changes of technology. Four G came, and everybody, I want the four G phone. And now 4G has been around for seven years. And now 5G comes, and it's in the beginning. So are the pioneers coming in in the beginning. But it's going to come, at least in my belief, that it will come a, a movement of, hey, now I want my new 5G phones because now I'm enabling it. So, uh, and that's how it worked with 3G, 2G as well. You know, 
at, at the end of, uh, of the cycle, it's, it's less of uh, innovation on that technology. So, um, by the way, I was referring when I used those EIP, Equipment Installment Plans, which I've talked about in the past is perhaps when people stop paying the 30 bucks a month to finance their phone, they go, well, wait a second, I'm, why am I going to buy a new one? I'll just wait. Uh, interesting, though, that there may be this gap. Their equipment revenue did come down as people wait for 5G phones that can do everything they want them to do on a network that actually is working, which, by the way, they're really not there yet. No. But they're moving 17, 18 billion in CapEx this year. Now, they're, advertising that, they're advertising not the Apple phone, right? They're advertising an Android phone. Well, that's because there's only, I think, three, right. three, three handsets. They're ready. Oh, but I ready. thought what was really interesting, David, is that interview dovetailed exactly with Mollenkoff and Qualcomm, which talked about the valley. And one of the great comments, uh, I saw a piece of research this morning that said, Qualcomm, uh, 2019 recap, fiscal, uh, uh, not complicated, merely awful. David, there is a big gap in this country uh, because of uh, 5G and also because of Huawei. And I thought Verizon, I thought that interview was excellent because they're pretty much having to bridge this. And they're in a tough situation because we don't want 4G, we want 5G. But does that mean we have to switch from Apple? If we want it now? If you want it now, yeah. Wow, I don't want to do but that. You're, but, but do you need it now? There, is it, it first of all, it's not available. I don't think you need it now. a lot of markets. Verizon is moving. There's some criticism. We discussed this uh, on the live interview that we did in terms of, um, in terms of are they really just focused on urban markets? Is the millimeter wave spectrum right. what they need? Do they have a strategy for servicing the rural areas of the country the way T-Mobile and Sprint have spoken so much about in terms of their 5G plans? So it's going to take some time. And then Andrew Sorkin did kind of try to push Mr. Vestberg on, well, when's 50% of the country really going to actually have it available? And he right. said, you know, next year. That's why yeah, I think you can uh, wait. Next year. But did you notice that Tim Cook dodged anything 5G yeah. on that conference call? But this was a great interview because in many ways, Verizon determines what, for not 100 million? 900 million people? Yeah, it's enormous customers. So, I mean, they yes. determine a lot of what we end up doing because, in the end, it's the carrier. And uh, with the exception of if you're dealing with, if you're dealing with suppliers and trying to chase the, trace things back, then you've got the Huawei problem with the president. By the way, while we're on the subject of 5G, just quickly, because it is going got? to be a performer to the downside, Qualcomm getting hit. Oh, my. It was so... the guidance, because, again, this uh, gap. This the gap. Sort of, we're going to have it's a gap two here. quarters of, of where yeah, we're not really quite there yet in terms of 5G. No, it's a gap year when you're, you know, your kid didn't do that well and you call it a gap year. And, you know, it's like, wow. I mean, that, that stock is going to be uninvestable. It went up very quickly. Did you remember there were people who bought it when it, it gapped up when the uh, win with Apple? Well, and it's, it's just been free. terrible. I remember, do I remember it was my, I reported it that day. Uh, you're, it well, I'm sorry. I should say. I forgot to say how great you are. After, I forgot. After uh, obviously the, uh, the the judge against them on the FTC case, and and now this hiccup. Well, how come you didn't that? have this before him? Because boy, this was some story. Oh, you were busy with Verizon. I was out yesterday. Remember, I was trying to have vacation. The Verizon interview. I listened to ATT and Verizon, and they know more than anybody. And sometimes they play their cards very close to the vest. I listened to the Verizon interview. All I could think about was. All right, it's probably not, I'm not going to change to see. I'm going to wait. I don't want Android. But everybody who listens to that has to be thinking, do I want 5G now? And I don't know. I watch CNBC on my phone. It's perfect. <laughs> right? Does anyone do it? You guys That's, watch on your phone? 
that's that's an issue. It's going to be an issue, right. but a lot more to come from uh, David's interview with Vestberg later on this morning. Uh, when we come back, Beyond meets out with details about the secondary, uh, putting further pressure on the stock. There it is, uh, 169. Also ahead, uh, Fed Reserve Board nominee Judy Shelton, a day after the Fed rate cut and the Powell sell-off. We got to get to Cigna, GM, Duncan, Yum, Clorox, a double upgrade of uh, RH. We're back in a moment. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. The spirit of performance defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the all-electric ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. While what powers their cars may change, the energy that makes Acura never will. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system and up to 313-mile range on a single charge, and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is everything they said electric could never be. It was built with the driver in mind, just like Acura's been doing since the beginning. We could talk all day, but the only way to experience this electric performance is to drive it yourself. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create. Like Olu Sheyi, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. All right, so we put July to bed. Take a look at the leaders for last month. Twitter. Number one on the S&P, yeah. followed by Micron and Universal Health. Uh, as we start August, we'll see what the new gainers will be. Actually, July never went negative on the S&P, not for Isn't a single second. Even, you know, what, but Twitter's very interesting. And Micron, those are two that many people bet against, and they turn out to be bad bets. Uh, Kramer's Mad Dash coming up after a break. Trading here at the New York Stock Exchange a little less than nine minutes. I'm happy to be back to be able to do a mad dash with yes. you before you dash away for a long weekend, perhaps. It, what do we got today? Okay, interestingly enough, David, years ago, my executive producer, Regina Gilgan, procured a crow for me to eat for something I got wrong. I 
I put some Gouldens on it, not bad. This morning, uh, Bank of America Merrill Lynch goes from a sell to a buy R8's restoration hardware. Crow, please. Check, please. And what's going on here is, is it why? Because it turns out that Gary, that Gary Friedman, the, the CEO, basically just made a better product than people thought. It's the galleries, which are so exciting. You've got to take your wife to the gallery downtown in, in, in the Meat District. One that's got the restaurant yeah, at the top. Yeah, it is an Instagram palace. I went there with my daughter. We, we, we posted and posted and posted and posted. It was, David, the place to post. Not dumb as a post, but a post. And this macro holding up better. He, he's been able to mitigate China, which is about 40%. He's got that down. Gary is a genius. And the stuff is good. And what the guy basically missed was that the stuff's really good. I mean, we did our bathroom with the stuff. We what, use it. There's an RH box what about every morning. Their sourcing and their supply chain. Well, he's got. Things. He's been able to mitigate some China. I don't know between Net-A-Porte and RH. Which do you have more box? Oh, you don't shop, and your wife doesn't shop. But that's what you get. She does. I don't. We Shopify around the clock. Good quarter Shopify should be up twenty. And I, I just think that the new stores are great. And he misjudged. He misjudged a very hard thing to do. Like he was thinking, he was thinking it was a photograph. David, Wait, it was a Cezanne. He being this analyst. The analyst. Yeah. He was. He he was a photo critic. Okay. It was Matisse. Gary Friedman is an artist. He missed it. He probably also probably thought a Rothko's worth about 10 bucks. Wrong. So this stock is going to go to all-time highs. All right. There it is. Get to the meat district, David. There's like a six-hotel room place. To- I know. I've been there. I've been to that store. I've been to the restaurant. Why? Yeah. I went out one night. Someone dragooned you? Yeah. Okay. You ever go to Budokan? I've been there. Wow. I go you, out to You eat. get out. I Take a nap after you. I need go out to shop. A nap. I do need a nap. Flight home. Not of, many. Apparently, bad weather here yesterday. Remember, I didn't sleep on we, Tuesdays we for four years. fly in here. I know. Nobody. My daughter was six hours oh. late. All right. We got an opening bell. No more travel plans to discuss with you. Stay with us on Squawk on the Street. A lot more stocks and news to get to. From pit lane to podium, the Las Vegas Grand Prix is providing fans a race day experience at the speed they deserve. With the help of T-Mobile for Business, our 5G advanced network solutions are powering race day operations with event-wide connectivity. From streamlined gate entry to an immersive app, giving fans blazing fast access to the sport they love. This is accelerating innovation. This is the Las Vegas Grand Prix with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. 
You're watching CNBC Squawk on the Street, live from the financial capital of the world. Opening bell in just about three and a half minutes. Very busy Thursday, obviously, in the wake of Powell's presser. You got Beyond Meat under some, some pressure in the pre-market. Company prices the secondary of three and a quarter million shares at 160. That's a nearly 19% discount to yesterday's close. The offerings expected to close on or about August 5th. And then you got the impossible going nationwide. At Burger King. Yep, Impossible is GMO, remember? I think Impossible is great tasting, but it is the millennials don't like GMO. I would point out, I think this is a brilliant pricing. I think Ethan Brown, actually the CEO, orchestrated the pricing, and I think that if you had to get a mind meld, what would happen is he doesn't want to look greedy. Everybody who bought it makes money. Everybody who sold it makes money. Uh, I don't think there's a single flipper who bought it. It's all mutual funds that are going to hold it, and this is a win-win for everyone. Uh, is it a short squeeze? It's obviously a short squeeze. Did he do what I what Fitbit and, and uh, you know GoPro did? Remember those were the other two where they broke the lockup. That's what everyone's saying to me that the Fitbit broke the lockup and look where Fitbit is, and GoPro broke the lockup, meaning that they were able to sell before you thought they could sell. So there's a lot of people sitting around saying, is Beyond Meat the next Fitbit? Or the next GoPro. Remember, my I knew the GoPro was at the top when I was in Hawaii, and there was a goat that was wearing a GoPro <laughs> on a surfboard. You, you and I said, to "That's talk top. About this. That's top." It was at 96. I said, "I smell a top when you put the goat on the surfboard with the GoPro." I remember um, that day I, as well. I don't. So you don't believe there's any there's a top here? No, I think it's, it can go down. They break the short squeeze a little, but yeah. you know, this is not a 12 billion dollar company. But it should not be a $2 billion company. A lot of people think it should. I think they priced the offering. The, uh, offering. There's an ethos thing going on here. We all, anyone in the restaurant business is now confronted with this. Do you have any meatless tacos that taste like meat? No. Uh, we don't have that. That's interesting. It's we a- have meat tacos that taste like meat. Uh, that comes on a day where we got Duncan. Uh, Duncan comps up 1-7. Uh, Yum. Oh, man. Yum on fire. Taco Bell up 7. Yep. Overall comps of five. Pretty good restaurant. Everyone wanted to be in Yum China. By the way, Yum China's been good, too. But it turns out that Yum International, Creed has done such a good job. International, all those ones that were doggy, are doing great now. And they've got, I mean, last week, a week ago, we were doing, uh, sorry, last Friday, Starbucks and McDonald's, which were also scale. extraordinarily strong. They have scale. They have scale. They can deliver. It's like people like to go to out and get their they like and nitro. Their fast food. They like nitro. Millennials love nitro. Have you ever had nitro? No. I don't sleep for. It's like for me, it's like sterno. I don't sleep for three days. I, I think I went blind when I had oh, nitro. So the typical not sleeping for two days and then. I didn't sleep on that. Tuesdays. That was my rule. No sleep on Tuesdays. Right. Who the heck missed it? I know, a parking ticket. Yep. Really something. Uh, there is, uh, the dispensaries are still not ramped up in a state like Massachusetts or Washington. Uh, in California, they've got it going. In Oregon, pricing, there's so many of them, pricing has collapsed in Oregon. 
where my daughter's from. That's how I know. Pricing Hawaii. What's happening? There's too many, too much, too much. Black market is stubborn. Yes, and you know, if you want to know the truth. They ripped up all the Pinot Noir fields. It wasn't that great Pinot Noir, David. You won't miss it. And they put pot what are you fields. Talking about Willamette? No, no, that's the good stuff. Oh, okay. Southern Oregon. Okay. Southern Oregon used to smell like wine. Now you get high driving on Interstate Five. <laughs> Got it. All right. Speaking of. Speaking of driving, Jim, uh, GM has to be one of the nice surprises of the morning. Yes. Right? Strength in North America, crossovers, SUVs. Phil LeBeau just talked to the CFO a moment ago. Phil did so great. It, the incredible, he, I loved what he said, which is, hey, this hasn't been in this territory for a long time, 44-1. What's really amazing about this is that GM, GM China's collapsed, and they were still able to do this with North America. It's very impressive. This management team is now starting to really deliver what normally would have sunk that company, which is a decline in the second biggest market. By the way, their biggest market last year. And, it, and they've managed to pull it off with U.S. You may do under 17 for the first time, 17 million total for the I first know. time since 2014. I know. Right? That's something that Jay Powell can use. Yes. I would have used auto. I mean, because DuPont this morning reported a quarter and auto was terrible. 3M auto was terrible. It, it, it's uh, Illinois Tool Works auto was terrible. Lear auto was terrible. Auto's terrible, except for, for GM, the auto company. Because they're lean, they're mean, they're a fighting machine. Did you come up with that? Yeah, myself, I came up with that. So. Very good. I, I got that at Faber College. Knowledge is good, my friend. Knowledge is good. Jim, we've talked about consumer products companies doing well all week. Oh. Then along comes Clorox and guides 2020 revenue flat to two. Oh, it's the household products, Carl. It's just tar- the household products. I can't even bear to look at it. You know, this is bags, uh, kitty litter, maybe the you know the wet season for charcoal, Kingsford's, uh, uh, ben- Benador. He- he's got some. He's got some trouble here, Benador. Uh, and he can't make it up with filtration or with Clorox, which was mentioned prominently in a um, in the debate. Yes, it was. And that didn't help Clorox, but of course that's next quarter. The uh, senator from New York, Mr. Gillibrand, saying the first thing she would do in the Oval Office is it was an ad. It was Clorox. <laughs> that's very good. But it's not I think doing. It was this one of the most uh, tweeted lines of the night. But it's like, not driving sales because what she really expected. Needs, yeah. I didn't expect to hear right. that. Because yeah. yeah. no. there's no policy involved. But Clorox <laughs> is very effective. One of the things I know from Ben, Clorox kills everything. Well, we there isn't do, anything that can survive Clorox. Right here would kill whatever has been left over. Yeah. It, well, well yeah. It, it's not killing their quarter. What's killing their quarter is household products. And I don't know what to say because this thing was on a roll. It was one of the absolute best of that whole sleepy group going up and up. And now it's Procter. I was that's what I was just going to ask. I wasn't here when Proctor reported, but that, uh, was, that Proc- was... You're talking about 7% organic growth. No, 7%. We had to do not one but two interviews with Proctor. That's how great it was. We had the CFO and the CEO. That's how great Proctor was. It was a double whammy, huh? Yes, it was like a double upgrade, like restoration hardware. Mm-hmm. Pass me the that? crow. Uh, not only the double upgrade uh, out of Bamel, but uh, their target goes to 85 to 165. Yeah, he was kind of on the wrong side of the trade there for a while. Yeah. Kind of a pactor of Netflix, you know? Pactor. He's a nice guy. Um, mentioning, as you said earlier, Jim, price hikes, this gallery conversion, which they did not believe in Well, he prior. didn't believe it. No, look, you have to go with someone who's a customer. Like my work club members of RH. And my wife is like, you know how there's like that tr- that trash ad where he points to it and it disappears? I'm not going to make doom. Like my wife was like, doom, 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 doom. Meaning I'll take that. 
And that? Yeah. And, and that. it was like we were in there to interview Gary Friedman. I said, go home. You're close to me. He said, no, I wanted to go to the gallery. The gallery, it is, it is, wow. It's not like going to, like, the gallery of signatures, you know. Mm-hmm. Anybody go there? So crowded, you mean? No. Yeah, no, right. nobody, nobody goes there. Nobody anymore. goes there. Yeah. Apple's nobody back, goes. by the way. Apple's not only back, Jim. Um, FT has a piece out today about uh, who has the number one cash hoard. Obviously, it's been Apple for a long time. Alphabet has replaced it at $117 billion as Apple's has come down from 160 to 102 now. Yeah, well, they actually want to spend every penny. Yeah. Ruth Porat, is, her goal is not to spend every, to buy back every single share. Ruth Porat delivered a great quarter. I think they have to keep pouring money toward the cloud. I think that when you talk to these companies that are saying cloud spending could return, uh, when we, we had Lisa Sue from Queens on yesterday, I, you, you know, missed I her. Saw, I saw your tweets about she, Lisa Sue, yeah. Data center going to come back. And uh, look, I think Alphabet had a great quarter, but that was so long ago. I mean, it was like a lifetime ago. That's so hard. Plus, it was also at the end of the week in the summer. It, 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 people weren't focused on a Thursday night like Starbucks. We had KJ on. Uh, but I did think that they had a great quarter. They have a lot of cash. And they've been uniquely burning it in other bets as opposed to buying back stock like Apple. Um, we're taking another look at Verizon. Uh, had been up as much as 2% earlier. Was uh, generally a pos- very positive quarter for the company in terms of at least beating a number of the analyst estimates for uh, postpaid net additions in terms of its wireless franchise. Uh, I did talk to Hans Vesberg on Squawk Box about coming competition, of course, in uh, the wireless business, given the expected right. merger of Sprint and T-Mobile, not to mention the entrance of Dish Wireless to create a what the Dutchess Department hopes will be a true fourth competitor uh, in terms of 5G. But guys, coming back to Sprint T-Mobile for a moment, um, the states, remember, we're supposed to go to trial October 7th, 13 states in the District right. of Columbia that are still opposing the deal. Really, we've never been in, in territory like this where the DOJ says yes, with obviously all the uh, things in, uh, uh, included in that consent decree. And the states are still saying, no, we want to go to court to try and stop it. Something that may be somewhat helpful were comments from John Ledger at the very end of the conference call. I don't know if you caught this. I think we have it on a full screen for everybody. Um, he was asked sort of about the profitability of the MVNO deal, you know, right. the capacity agreement that they would agree to with DISH. Here's what he said. He's got a transaction where Boost, that's what they're divesting, the uh, prepaid business, becomes an MVNO stream to us. In other words, Boost using T-Mobile's capacity, which certainly has positive financial implications for us. Then he went on to say that uh, as well, you have a transaction on Spectrum that's going to either be at the value or if it doesn't take place, meaning when they buy the Spectrum for 3.6 billion dish, we'll have an option later on to sell that at that price or to keep it. And then you got Dish Spectrum and the MVNO that are all in of, the, of themselves positive to the financials of the company. Okay. Why is this important? There had been a perception after the deal that it was going to be neutral, that you know the Dish would be using this network right. sort of at cost. Right. And that would help make them more competitive. That's what I thought. Him coming out and saying, oh, we're going to make money on it. I don't know. No, you're not might, supposed to. You're might supposed be to. helpful to the state's case a little bit. We'll watch. We'll that's, see. That's funny because Bud would not. I mean, when they did divest uh, Dell and Corona, it was obviously a negative. I mean, it went, it, look, look, David, that's stunning. I that, think you went off script. 
which that's, John can do. Well, he, he 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 can do that, but that's that's you know, look at what's happening with Bristol Myers and Celgene. Very careful when they made Bristol Myers to uh, divest of Tesla. Lawyers you know, they made him divest of Tesla, yeah. which I thought was one of the greatest. That hurt Bristol badly. You're yeah. supposed to be hurt by this, for heaven's sake. Yep. David, how did you feel when you asked him about Dumb and Dumber? Weren't you? He's a distinguished man. You had to go Hans there. Vestberg, yeah. 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 You went and. That was a great part. I wish we had the clip, but I didn't speak to this. I didn't speak to your producer before him. Vestberg's very... See, he wanted to... This is like Jay Powell and the president. Vestberg would not go there when David said, what do you think about being called dumb and dumber? No, clueless. Clueless. He didn't go there because he's a distinguished guy. Um, And I think he's Swedish. Yes, he is. He's Swedish. He's that, too. They're neutral. They've always been neutral, right? Kind of like Switzerland of the Scandinavian area. Yes. Jim, really quick on some macro. Uh, dollar index two-year highs today. Oh, it's killing us. Uh, we're going to get ISM in about 20 minutes. And the jobs number tomorrow, uh, I mean, what's the likelihood that we spend the weekend asking if uh, the Fed made a policy mistake? Well, I think that the weekend could come. And then on Monday, President Trump says, I spoke to Mnuchin, uh, and I think we got to raise the tariffs. So therefore, it wouldn't be a mistake. But you're absolutely right. Uh, there is some momentum. Uh, the claims were strong again. I got to tell you this dollar, you got to go over the Apple conference call because when you have 300, people don't know what basis points are. I mean, I wonder if Bill Poole thinks that the president knows about basis points. 300 basis points on currency in one year. How do you manage that? That's Uh, that's one reason for Clorox. Yeah. And Clorox doesn't even have that much international versus the others and they're hurt. That's why Proctor was so amazing that they were able to manage this in an environment, Proctor once did a tutorial about, about two years ago about what it really means to have a strong dollar. It was brilliant. Because there's some, there's some advantage of it, but overall, you're getting crushed by a strong dollar. It's like all these other countries are Confederate dollars and we're union dollars. You know? Mm-hmm. I get it. You get, you get that? I do. I mean, I, I'm a, you didn't know. Yeah, I'm an expert on the Confederacy's uh, currency. Are you? Yeah, no. Okay, then not. who was the uh, Treasury Secretary? I'm kidding. Uh, was, it the Larry, was it Larry Sumner's? No, it, Sumner? It was, Get it? It was <laughs> Judah no, Benjamin. Wasn't Judah Benjamin? Sum, Sumner? Oh. Judah Benjamin. Who was the Treasury Secretary for the Confederacy? It was Judah Benjamin, wasn't it? Judah, Judah Benjamin. Benjamin. I, I, Judah are Benjamin. you on Jeopardy? I don't know why this is yeah, a problem. Judah Benjamin escapes. He was the Treasury Secretary. Okay, I got you. Yeah, I remember good. that. He was good. He was able to. He kept that Confederate dollar as strong as he could. Like not unlike. Uh, uh, the Japanese and the Europeans with these currencies that they just... Did Jefferson Davis tweet about him, too? Jefferson Davis, you should read about the last 10 days of Jefferson Davis, about he ran, how he ran away. It's pretty amazing. He was no General Lee. They were the wrong side of the history, just so you know. Let's get that straight. Jesus. Thanks for clearing that no, up. No problem. Sun power up strong. I just want to point that out quickly. Guys, we're uh, back to 29.85. Let's get to Bob Bassani this morning. Hey, Bob. Good morning, Carl. Uh, Happy Thursday, everybody. Uh, It's a rough start to the month, and its history is not on our side, unfortunately, for the month of August. Let's just run through what we've got here uh, in terms of the the situation. Uh, August is the worst month for the Dow and the S&P, going back to 1987. If you use those numbers, this is the Stock Traders Almanac. If you go back even further, it's the second worst month. Let's not quibble. August and September, not a good setup historically. Stocks are pricey. Remember, we're up almost 20% this year. And earnings are essentially flat. So we're, we're pushing 18 multiple right now. That's historically priced. Yes, low interest rates help, but it's a tough setup as well. We don't have a lot of clarity on global growth. We don't have a lot of clarity on tariffs. And, of course, the future rate cut, the Fed has made it a little cloudier for us. 
another additional X factor here. So this is what I call a tough setup overall. But there's a lot of positives out there. There's plenty of bulls. There's no shortage about there. The U.S. economy, economic data is strong. We'll see what happens with the ISM this morning. We've got lower rates. And generally, central banks are not the enemy of the markets. No matter what the cloudiness of the Fed let yesterday, they are still very accommodative. There's also a lot of rotation going on. I keep hearing this from traders. Bob, I'm moving in and out of different stocks here, and I'm not doing bad so far this year. So several people have pointed out to me, we've had some disasters. Boeing has been a disaster for the Dow. It's 24% off its 52-week high. 3M's 21%. These are high-priced stocks. Caterpillar, 17. United Health Group, 14. You put all these four stocks together, they're almost 1,500 points on the downside for the Dow because of their declines. But other stocks have been doing very, very well. This is this rotation that keeps going on here. So Home Depot, my Microsoft, McDonald's, Disney, Coke, they're all 2 3%. And most of them were only 1% as of yesterday off of their historic highs. So there's been a lot of rotations into various stocks. Generally, big global industrials, not so good. Uh, consumer names uh, and a, a few select big international tech names have been doing much, much better overall. And that's why the market keeps holding up. The Dow, you would think, would be a disaster with Boeing. And yet it's just fractions off a of 52-week high. That's what I'm talking about, that strong uh, rotation that's going on. Today, if you look at what's going on, here's this odd thing that's been going on for months now. Semiconductors up and consumer staples up. This is an odd pairing, but it's been one of the themes throughout the year. De slightly more defensive names combined with high growth uh, cyclical uh, names. That's an odd pairing. Transport's a little bit weaker. Robinson, FedEx uh, down a little bit. Here's your weakness today, and there's a couple of reasons for oil stocks being down. In particular, oil exploration and production companies. We've got oil down uh, today, uh, a little over 2%. But we had some uh, poor guidance. Concha, one of the big exploration production companies, uh, they talked about lower uh, production. Uh, this is particularly, of course, here in the United States. Apache had their numbers out uh, as well. Uh, they're down as you can see here. So all of the big exploration and production companies are trading to the downside. This is not a new story. We all know the XOP, which used to be extremely actively traded, uh, ETF is sitting essentially right near 52-week low. This is the basket of all of the exploration and production stocks. And in general, energy is now essentially 4% of the S&P 500. A lot of the big uh, hedge funds that were in energy are essentially out of that trade right now. So, yes, it's unfortunate, but when you compare to the strength of energy 20, 30, and certainly 40 years ago, when it was 10, 15 percent of the S&P 500, they're not as important in terms of the impact that they used to have. It's sad, uh, but it's true. Carl, back to you. Much As we said, we're awaiting ISM in about 15 minutes. Let's get to Rick Santelli in Chicago. Morning, Rick. Good morning, Carl. Well, the quarter point decrease in the Fed funds rate from two and a quarter to two and a half now remains at two to two and a quarter. It might seem like a small amount, but it is one ninth of our total uh, quiffer with regard to the amount of eases we have left, which is now eight. And it's had a very uh, strange effect on the marketplace. Look at a three day of two year note yields. Of course, most of their activity yesterday was to the upside. But all of a sudden, it is starting to break down. And if you look at a three-day of tens, it really jumps out at you. We are now below all of the trading yesterday. We just broke under 2%. And if you recall, uh, the low for this move on a closing basis was July 3rd, 195 yield close. So we were within a handful of basis points of challenging that. But the big beneficiary, also very counterintuitive to a central bank that is easing, 
is the significant pop in the dollar index. And not only does it have a pop, as you see on this three-day chart, it has been popping for a while. Right now, look at the next chart. If we were to close here, be the best close since the spring of 2017. And of course, maybe the more appropriate story that I will discuss with Dr. Judy Shelton at 10.30 Eastern is how the euro currency now is at the weakest levels since 2017 against the greenback. How much of what the Fed did is to get ahead of other central banks and their impact on things like foreign exchange. Very important questions. And much of the motivation in the marketplace seems to be just that that many investors believe that there is now a bit of a race between central banks that might really neuter much of the effects the Fed was hoping for regarding this quarter point cut. Carl, David, Jim, back to you. All right, Rick, we'll see you in a few minutes. Uh, we did get yesterday the first trailer for The Irishman, the much-talked-about movie from Scorsese for Netflix. It stars De Niro, Pacino, Pesci, reportedly a budget of hundreds of millions of dollars. It's a big bet for Netflix. It will be the most expensive adult drama in recent history as they're spending over half a billion on three pictures. I know. That's my street, by the way. They made the movie on my street, Brooklyn. And uh, the expense, the spiritual expense... Holy cow, this is a lot. This is a very big bet by Reed. I know a lot of people feel the stock is bottom technically, but I do think you have to look at that budget on these movies versus what Disney does. I, yeah, this, the numbers are stunning. Yeah. Uh, there, I, you know, I continue to wonder about the relationship with incredible talent like, like this, or perhaps more of the people who are developing series for them as opposed to major motion pictures, and, and, and how strong that will remain given the lack of um, detail that the content providers are given about the success or failure of their shows, which then obviously colors their negotiation to get renewed. Do you think um, that we've, that it's finally seen it's uh, the heyday? And it's kind of- Netflix overall, yeah. do I? Yeah. The only reason I ask is because uh, that, la that last quarter was bad. Okay, let's just call it bad. Uh, but I remain convinced that this is a company that has just not been that great at forecasting. Uh, and that there, there's a love for Netflix that could be worldwide. And I'm, I'm a believer, and I'm just trying to fight, figure out the level. But that figure you just gave about the amount they spent on movies, that's too much. I mean, you got to have everybody. You have to have a lot of people sign up because of the Irishman. <laughs> you do, but and, what if this is the best movie that's made this year? That probably well, that's a, brand, Yeah, but do you right? want to make a bet? Well, he's a bet the house guy. If you're going to make a bet, that's probably the one to make. So I would. Stacey with those guys. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I, you ever would take it. I would take it. Yeah, Did you ever see Mean Streets? I mean, people are happy to have a new Tarantino and Scorsese picture in the same year. Yeah, right. I mean, I we've feel been like starved for adult drama. Right. This country. I, I mean, I, look, I think that Irishman is so. Look, we just put it on. Why? Because it's it's an event. I sat there spellbound. I just watched in the street. I said, my wife, what are you doing? I said, I'm watching this movie be made. They had all these cars. I mean, they blocked off the street for days. And I just was hoping to see one of those stars. I never saw a single star. They're always in the trailer. You can't get in the trailer. Not a lot in the trailer. They do the same scenes over and over and over and over and True. over and over again. When you over. watch them making a movie. Yeah, well, they do it this way. It's got to be mind-numbing for those actors. Horrible to be an actor. Indeed. Horrible. Shoot it 700 different ways. I know. How'd you know that? Because I've watched two. Okay. Okay. <laughs> When we come back, a Burger King upping the ante by launching the Impossible Burger nationwide starts next week. We're going to talk with the Burger King's chief, uh, the parent, restaurant brands in the next hour as the Dow is up a quick 77.
We did some of the best names uh, for July on the S&P. Here's some of the Dow losers. Pfizer, J&J, &J, Boeing, which Pisani just called a disaster. J&J is uh, lawsuits. I'm not even going to dignify it. Yeah, just say lawsuits again. Well, uh, again, as August kicks off, Dow's up 87. Back in a moment. Jim, what's on Madsen? Okay, a hat trick. We have Hologic, which is a great healthcare company. Uh, we have SeatGeek, which is a kind of like a, a stub up. And then my favorite, American Tower. Um, it's unbelievable. Jim Ticklitz has done great. David, you know the tower stocks win no matter who combines, no matter what. There's cell towers everywhere, and American Tower dominates. AMT, which is like an ATM, frankly, for shareholders. <laughs> Jim, we'll see you tonight on Mad Money, 6 p.m. What a show we just yeah. had. When we come back, uh, Fed nominee Judy Shelton and ISM in three minutes. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. From pit lane to podium, the Las Vegas Grand Prix is providing fans a race day experience at the speed they deserve. With the help of T-Mobile for Business, our 5G advanced network solutions are powering race day operations with event-wide connectivity. From streamlined gate entry to an immersive app, giving fans blazing fast access to the sport they love. This is accelerating innovation. This is the Las Vegas Grand Prix with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. If approved, applications are typically funded the next business day or sooner. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Applications subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people.